Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast, a podcast looking back into the Jewish roots of our faith for the way forward in youth ministry discipleship. My name is Heather, and I'm a longtime youth ministry leader, lover of sweatpants, and I'm the author and founder of First Century Youth Ministry. And I'm Mark, a longtime youth pastor, ancient studies nerd, and Star Wars aficionado. This podcast is part of the Youth Cartel Podcast Network. Hey friends, Tender here. Welcome back once more to the show. And I'm here with Mark and we are continuing our discussion on demons. And as promised from last week, we are going to be discussing the Gerasene demoniac in Mark chapter five. So y'all, if you don't know what you're teaching for Sunday school next week, we got you covered. Listen in. Here we go. That's like my favorite demoniac. What about you? <laughs> I mean, I guess if I <laughs> could choose, uh, maybe he's mine too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Yeah. So this will be fun. We're just going to walk through uh, Mark Mark's story about the bloody naked guy they find in the tombs. Um, yeah, just normal thing they, that uh, you would normally uh, find. Yeah. And, uh, but we're just going to track back into some of the stuff we talked about. Not all of it will come up, but it will kind of help you see the way they think about evil and demons and possession. Um really kind of starts to come come to life when you have some of these big hooks we talked about in the last episode. So let's just give it a read and see what we get. How's that sound? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. So Mark 5.1 says, they went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes, and they're in the Decapolis, basically. Right. The yep. cities that we, we've talked about several times on the mm-hmm. show. Yep. Jesus got out of the boat. A man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. Do you remember how we talked about how they viewed demons and sickness as kind of the same, one and the same? Like if you were sick, mm-hmm. you probably had a demon. If you had a demon, right. you were probably sick in some way. Sure. And also would attach impurity. If you were healthy mm-hmm. and, and was going fine you were pure right. if you were sick you were impure that's why we come we come across so many characters in the new testament that have been cast out because of an illness they can't go mm-hmm. to participate in communal life or right. uh or their faith because they're sick and jesus our master has just immense compassion and love for those people and he's constantly pointing out, well, they didn't sin there to be sick. If anything, yeah, John chapter is, nine, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if anything, this is so that we can show you God's goodness. Now, that's right, right? Yeah, but yeah, it's, guy, it's just that's why it says it's an impure spirit. Mm. And he came out of the tombs to meet him, and I guess he was like, "Hey, I'm Bob." What's up? And this man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even a chain. So a couple of things, Jewish folks around the time of Jesus regarded tombs and really anything associated with death as impure. And some associated, actually a lot of texts associate spirits with that too. Like the demons hang out in graveyards, big surprise, right? So yeah, yeah. So this guy is possessed and, and that's where he goes. He's hanging out. And there's also this, like, it isn't just in this text, in the Gospels. There's a lot of texts where, like, someone that's possessed 
has superhuman strength. Mm. Like it, that's why it's just no one, no one could buy sure. it. Or, or yeah, the demon that would throw that kid in water and throw him on the ground and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Huh? But this, so, so you're right. I mean, this is just like par for the course, though. That's how they, that's yeah. how they understand it. Mm-hmm. And it says, for he had been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. I I love, I mean, I don't love this person's suffering, hmm. but I love this picture uh, that comes together yeah. of teen evil plaguing this guy. Right. Um, he's, he's crying out in anguish and at the same time he's like cutting himself in, mm-hmm. in frustration. And honestly, mm-hmm. as a youth pastor, like I think of the immense pain of teenagers I've had when they've really believed right. an evil lie that's in like deep. Right. Oh yeah. Um, yep. I, I've had students with just everything under the sun that they've believed about themselves that I know is from the evil one. Mm-hmm. And it does, it leaves them in anguish. I've mm-hmm. seen them cry out. I've seen them cut themselves. And yeah. there's a part of me that there's a part of me that d- it doesn't take imagination for me to put this all together. And I can remember kids, not just the story. Right. Sure. But um, even for our own selves, we've probably been like that too, where we have believed something wrong about ourselves yeah. and we have, you know, beat ourselves up because we didn't kill it with that youth group night or, you know, we had a bad moment and, you know, like one time I was on a canoe with some kids and I threw out a cuss word. I'm like, what? oh my gosh. <laughs> and one I was of like, them, oh. one, of them, one of them pushed you probably all day and then it came out. <laughs> we just could not get that canoe to go anywhere, but nowhere. And so I was like, and I just, yeah. you know, threw it. A, I was like, oh, shoot. What did I, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, man. So, but it's like, either I can beat myself up and, you know, or I can live in the grace of God. And, you know, yeah. And the, you're, But you're right, Mark. You're right. Like, our kids do. They yeah. beat themselves up. They, you know, they cut, they'll cut themselves. They'll do things to hurt themselves because, you know, they're hurting or they believe something wrong about themselves or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Yep. Again, not saying your kid's possessed, just just connecting some some dots as best we can, you know? Indeed. That's, that's yeah. kind of the name of the game, is to meaningful meaningfully pull the text forward in a way that respects the ancient author, but helps mm-hmm. our modern kids at the same time. And yeah. says in verse 6, when he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him, and he shouted at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me. Now, in the book of Mark, this is really cool because mm. the entire book, it's kind of like no one recognizes who Jesus is. When someone does, he's like, don't don't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. But the people that get it are like the blind, the possessed, women that no one think can be trusted, like of ill repute. And like mm-hmm. none of the religious leaders at all recognize who Jesus is, but the demon does. I just think that's trippy and cool. Right? And so some people have said that he's trying to shout Jesus name to control him. Like there's like some kind of magic rap battle going on here. And that Jesus 
can't be controlled and in turn asks his name and he has to give it to him. Oh. I, I don't know. Fun, right? Huh. Like a good versus evil type of moment here where they're like sparring off with one another. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus, submit to me. And he's like, sorry, bro. I got you now. Not happy. Yeah. But I mean, I've <laughs> come here, Bob. Argument. Come here, Bob. I'm going to show you what's up. Come here, Bob. <laughs> Bloody naked, Bob. Chill out. <laughs> Um, what what I see here though is the demon recognizes who he is and submits to his authority and yeah. basically says, "Don't torture me! Like, don't make it worse than it needs to be." Sure. Um, and so I I I see it another way, but I think I think it's at least worth mentioning because it's cool, right? Yeah, for sure. For Jesus had said to him, "Come out of this man, you impure spirit." Then Jesus asked him, "What's your name?" My name is, oh, it's not Bob. Oh, but this oh, is shoot. a demon's name. So that could be named Bob oh, maybe still, right? Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the demon says, my name is Legion. He replied, for we are many. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some have tried to say that the reason he says his name is Legion is that's the name of, well, a giant group of like 6,000 Roman soldiers. And right. we're in Rome occupied country we're in the decapolis sure. there are roman yeah. soldiers crawling all over the place yep. and look at the result we've got a possessed tortured soul of a jewish wow. person living among the tombs not participating in the kingdom of god yeah. and what's in him a legion pretty cool huh yeah right um, no i like that other other like bible nerds that are smarter than me say nah it's just because there's a lot of them so i don't know but somewhere in there is some something to think about right either way but he's uh, communicating that there's a lot of demonic action and power going on in this dude yes yes yeah. and he begged verse 10 says and he begged jesus again not to send him out of the area i find that interesting hmm. don't send me out of the area now in second temple jewish texts a lot of times a demon will like to camp out in a region just like a divine monster or honestly like a good divine being. Right. I mean, even early on, this is the God of this city. This is the God of this area, or this is the monster of this wilderness. Um, You could also, I don't know. You could also argue that he doesn't want to go out of the area because he's legion and that's very connected to the Roman troops. And this is like, this is like Roman troops center central in mm-hmm. Judea. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just a lot of ways to read it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That I think I'll give some texture. So a large herd of pigs was feeding on a nearby hillside. Remember we've, I think it was Heather that told you the Decapolis was about the only place you were going to find pigs uh, in an earlier episode. And so there's these pigs feeding on a nearby hillside the demons beg Jesus, send us among the pigs. Allow us to go into them. Mm. Um, I don't know what to do with that. I just think it's trippy. It's First of all, it's like, well, do you have to be in a host? That's kind of cool, right? Sure. I mean. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, or, doesn't it make sense that impure spirits would want to go into something impure, right? The pigs. Oh, I mean, Jews, Jews believe that pigs were deeply impure, right? They're dirty and filthy. So. Could it be? I don't know. I like that. I like that. They request to go into the pigs because the yeah. pigs are impure. Yeah. I like that a lot. 
because I was reading it as I love when we get into like Torah discussions like this and there's not like a, there's not like a clean cut way to go, Sure, but there's options. I love that. But yeah, I was reading it as like, uh, don't send us away out of the area. Let us go into them instead. And I'm like, do you need to stay in the area? Are you, do you need to be local? Do you need to be in a host? Like, can't you just fly around? I don't know. When, when I'm teaching a smaller group of students or adults, so not like, not like large group where you got a lot of people and yeah. you've kind of prepared like a message. But when I'm leading a discussion about the Bible, I like to pepper students with questions like this and just see what they say mm-hmm. and respond to each one as if they've made a brilliant insight, even if you don't think it's right. And be like, yeah, I can see that as an option too because of this and that. But yeah. the reason... I- do that is then I want to come in the side door and be like, listen, if you will slow down when you read the Bible and enter into the way they tell stories, Mm -hmm. it will fascinate you like more than anything on Netflix. You just need to slow down enough to see how weird. Does that make sense? (laughs) No. How many of us have heard the story a million times? Yeah. It's really like cool when you see that there's lots of other literature like this. Mm-hmm. And then where Jesus departs is where we're really going to be like, well, that's awesome. Yeah. Cause like so, you said last week, he's the guy, like he didn't have to like muster up some weird prayer to some other angel to get rid of the demons. Like he was like, no, yeah. I, I got this. He should be like drawing a circle and like roasting a fish liver on the spot. Like as <laughs> impractical as that is. Right. And it's like, Indeed. no, like first of all the demons, like, <laughs> pardon my French, but holy crap. Like, yeah. what do I do? Right. Yeah. And just yeah. don't, don't do anything unnatural to me, Jesus. And yeah, man. And he can, says, will you at least send me into the pigs? Yeah. And so as we continue, it says, uh, he gave them permission, like, okay, go into the pigs. And the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd about 2000 in number rushed. That's like three demons, a pig, uh, <laughs> right? rushed, the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside. And mm-hmm. the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there dressed and in his right mind. Mm-hmm. And they were afraid. That's, that's the important part this guy that was like living outside of community near death, crying out in anguish, hurting himself, having believed every lie imaginable is dressed with his hair combed at the feet of Jesus, like a learner, but the people around. Oh yeah. Go ahead. No, that's awesome. I was just thinking like, can we have Jesus come to our youth group and do that? Like get all the kids, dressed and in their right minds learning at the feet of jesus wouldn't that be amazing but we have but right but we're the eight but we have the opportunity to be that for them right like we can help them um find freedom from the demons and the demonic forces that you know try to pull them into some sort of evil thing right this evil inclination about themselves or this evil desire or whatever like we can we can help them get to a, a place of emotional and spiritual health so that they can learn from Jesus and not be so plagued by, you know, evil forces. 
Yeah. I mean, this is, man, this is just a moment to pause with your kids and be like, whatever is haunting your, your mind, whatever is causing you to lose sleep, whatever is giving you anxiety and depression, making you wish you could harm yourself, making mm-hmm. you wonder if it's better here, whatever is lying to you. Yeah. What if you could be in your right mind again and, and just be a learner again, you know? Yeah. Um, I love this though. The, Jesus excommunicates, excommunicates the demon and then the community comes out, gets ticked and tries to excommunicate him. Like that's what happens next. Right. <laughs> Those who have seen it, told the people what had happened and, and they told about the pigs as well. And then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. Mm. Isn't that far out? Yeah. Um, that is that, wild. That's the, Jesus sends the demons out and the people from the, really Roman soldier ticking area of town are mm-hmm. like, well, we want you to leave, not the demons. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is wild. It seems as though their hearts weren't really ready or prepared to receive Jesus as for who he was. Right. But Jesus, uh, so they're mad about you, pigs because they care more about money. Oh, true story. Not only yeah. a true story, true story in reality, like today, like 2022. Yeah. Right. I mean, just yeah. think about it. Jesus uh, went to the Decapolis to set this one man free. But there wasn't really yeah. much. Yeah. that It's not like the whole city came to the Lord after that. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that Jesus did that shows his love and care and compassion for one lost sheep. And um, so there you go. You can you can read the rest of the narrative y- yourself, but it's it's fascinating. Jesus doesn't let him go with him. He says, actually, I need you to stay here. In, in your right mind and tell them how much God has done for you. Yeah. And man, isn't that the goal of a youth pastor? Can we mm-hmm. get you in your right mind oriented to God correctly and then shoot you out into your world and Amen. let you yeah. live it out? That's good. Yeah. I love it. I love so it. There's some fun, happy demon hour. There it is. Well, friends, thanks for joining us for a fun discussion about the Gerasian demoniac. Hopefully maybe you've learned a couple of things to teach to your kiddos and, um, just so thankful that you listen to the podcast and uh, join us on our Facebook community, get connected to what we're doing. And um, we are so glad uh, you join us for this episode and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye everyone.